Welcome, everybody, to Off the Cuff 2018. Happy New Year, everybody. This is the Adult Lang Sign. I guess that's how you pronounce the name of the New Year's theme. This song is played when the ball drops. But what I found interesting about this song is it has the lyrics. And I was looking for the just the music, the theme. And I was like, I think I like the music with the lyrics in there better. It's unfortunate that they don't sing this since, you know, they just have the theme going when the ball drops. But it's a very beautiful song. But Happy New Year, everybody. I hope everyone had a good New Year's Eve. I went to the casino, and the casino was packed yeah, as usual, but I never had seen it as packed as what I seen it on New Year's Eve. Everybody, I feel like, came out to the casino, but it made me wonder, you know, what else are people going to do? Are they going to, I mean, you can either sit at home and watch Ryan Seacrest on ABC, or you can go out to a bar, hang out with friends. You know, some people go to church, and some people, they call that a not watch service, where you pray the old year out and the new year in. I've done that for a good 12, 13 New Year's. But, you know, this year I went to the casino, uh, tried my luck at winning some money. Uh, let's just say that I I won enough to where I paid for my trip, and I had a good New Year's. I didn't win the tournament like I wanted to win, and I didn't get my name drawn for any prizes, but... It was still a good way to pass the time, a good way to pass the evening. I think everybody there, uh, there was just they were excited about New Year's. There was a vibe there. Uh, they gave out free hats, free necklaces that says said 2018 New Year. Uh, people were just energetic. Uh, they were ready to stay out. Uh, you know, people had a mission to stay out past midnight. And when you have a mission to stay out uh, past a certain time, you are going to make it to that point. And you know, by 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock that night, it was packed in the casino. People were, uh, ever, you couldn't get a table. Every table was open and you still couldn't get a table. And they were even, uh, you know, raising the minimum bets. Typically at a casino, you got $10 a spin on a roulette table, maybe $15 at most at a blackjack table. But everything was up that night at the casino, Hollywood Casino. Uh, roulette was like $25 a spin. Blackjack was at minimum twenty five dollars uh, a play there, but they had to do that to you know to keep the tables flowing, and they knew that there was enough people there that would make those bets. You put those minimum bets at ten dollars, you know, the table is going to be packed with people, but they're only going to be playing ten dollars a, a spin or a play. But when you raise the minimum to 25, you're still going to have people packed around those tables because of the amount of people there, but they are going to be spending a minimum of 25, so you're going to be making more money. It's a smart way to do things at the casino the way they did it. I didn't have a problem getting in on a table, luckily. I played poker most of the time, which, you know, I started the poker tournament at 8 o'clock, and I didn't get out of the poker tournament, made it to the final table, and those things go quick. You know, the tournament tables, the time on those... You know, the annies go up pretty quick. So I was there from 8 to about 10.30. So the last hour and a half I spent playing slots. And then after the you know, new year, I tried my luck at the table. I had more luck in 2017 than 2018. I'll just say that. <laughs> well, uh, but I was only just a few, a few minutes in. 
But I hope everybody had a good New Year's. Uh, uh, it was really cold. On New Year's, it got down to three degrees. It was so cold on New Year's. The people who stood outside in Times Square, I don't know what in the world you are doing that for. I don't understand the appeal. I understand that it's a national uh, broadcasted event every year, people standing in Times Square watching the ball drop. But what is the point? What is the fun in it? When you get there and you stand, what are you going to do? I mean, you're okay, you're there, you're standing in Times Square, but what are you going to do? They said some people had been there since the a.m. of New Year's Eve and stood there all the way up to, to watch the ball drop. That is, what are you going to do that long when you stand there? Okay, there's music and uh, there's fireworks and performances and stuff, but the crowd that you're in, oh my gosh, being around that many people for so long. I'm sure there's drugs involved when people are standing there that long to stay warm, to pass the time. I'm sure there's some hardcore drugs because who stands out in the cold that long to watch a ball drop? Uh, the to, to say you did it? Okay, I mean, some people like to do stuff like that, but think of other things that you can do where you can say, I did it, uh, besides something like that because I, I just do not... I, that's probably the most least appealing thing I ever have a dream to do standing in Times Square to watch the uh, ball drop on New Year's Eve. (laughs) I mean, if it happened, cool, but I'm not going to make it a mission, not going to make it a point to do that. But it was freezing. The temperatures, it's not been that cold in years. And the wind chill was like negative 20-something. It was freezing. It was freezing. 2018, that means there's going to be more stories. Uh, People... Do not change in a matter of uh, a year changing. Uh, year to year, people are the same. And I was reminded when I opened up my news feed to see this story trending on Twitter. It was a young man, 17 years old. Terrell Morgan is his name. And he was arrested for breaking into a home of a woman and apparently watched her and her daughter sleep. And he stood there for hours, left a stain behind, and that through that, they were able to identify someone was in the house. And they found out who it was because he left behind basketball shorts. And uh, his basketball shorts were, his fingerprints on there, and the water bottle and everything was uh, linked back to a uh, a previous arrest that he had been arrested for. But the story... When I was reading it, it just got weirder and weirder as I read it because it said that the boy broke into a window, uh, climbed through a guest window, went to the seven-year-old daughter's room first. Now, I had no idea that he was going in there to bother the seven-year-old girl uh, because he was breaking into this house. He wasn't familiar with it, so I think he was just walking room to room to see what all was there. But he went in there and turned around. But there was no one in the room. The daughter had uh, was sleeping with her mom in the bed. And Terrell went to the bedroom of the mother and watched them sleep, took off his clothes. And the story said that he had a dress pulled up to his knees or that hung down to his knees. Uh, that's just – it's freaking weird, man. Uh, you know, and the kid, the 17-year-old boy, you know, he was an African-American guy. Uh, and it 
it makes me wonder what kind of sick people are out there to break into a home, not really steal anything. Although he had been uh, previously linked to breaking into that house earlier in November and stealing things from them. But for him to break into the house of this woman and watch her and her daughter sleep, that is scary. Lock your windows, guys. Lock your doors. You're never in a safe place with the world we're living in. You should feel you should feel safe at home, but lock your windows because things like that can get out of hand. People like Terrell Morgan could be standing at your bedside watching you sleep. And uh, that story went on to say that he was arrested and being held by Montgomery County Jail and is on a $250,000 bond. So he's not getting out. And <laughs> i tell you, stories like that wakes you up in 2018 making you say okay people are still people people are still going to do crazy stupid gross weird outrageous things Uh, well i've been on break from teaching you know because i've been on christmas holiday break and it's about a 30-day vacation it's nice i tell you i've never been off work this long since i've started working full-time and having this kind of break is awesome and i cannot wait to see uh horses in may because that is when i am going to be off for three months in the summer but uh my break's almost coming to an end school is starting back um i have to go back january 8th and 9th for some professional development to get prepared for classes but officially school starts the day after martin luther king january 26th or i'm sorry january 16th and i start back teaching full-time then (sighs) thrown right back into it I've really enjoyed my time off. I've got a chance to go see my mom for Christmas. I got a chance to go uh, spend some time with my dad. Got a chance to uh, keep my little brother for a couple days. Um, got a chance to do some hobbies, do work on this podcast, for instance, or go play poker. And I've had a lot of TV time, caught up on some TV. And when you're on break, there's no good TV shows on so, like, I've just caught up on Hulu and Netflix and uh, been relaxing, sleeping, catching up on sleep, going to bed at 4 or 5 in the morning and not waking up till noon or 1 the next day. It's been great, uh, you know, being able to <laughs> enjoy break like this. But I will be back on a schedule very soon when school starts back, and that's coming. Uh, my classes, I'm teaching five sections of speech fundamentals. And I will be teaching students how to properly speak in public. So it's basically an intro to public speaking class. Uh, Teaching Monday through Thursday, four days a week, and uh, two classes a day. uh, With some office hours thrown in there. But I can't wait to go back to work, get my office prepared. They finally painted my office. And, you know... Because they had me in a female office when I started. And the walls were green with flowers. And finally they painted it. They said, what color do you want it, Adam? I said, anything but what it's on the wall. I want it white. You can do it. You can do white. I don't care. And that's what they painted it. They painted it white. But I'm looking forward to going back to work, getting things restarted again, and getting back into the routine of teaching. Uh, I will be doing another communication lecture series podcast on visual aids very soon. And the 200th episode of Off the Cuff is coming up very soon. 
This is episode 194, so we we are, gosh, six episodes away from the 200th episode. And Zach Hahn is going to host it and interview me. And he's just going to, I imagine he's just going to talk about the origin of the podcast. But looking forward to that. And the March Madness series, of course, comes up in 2018. Can't believe that that's coming up. And uh, we'll be talking about uh, be talking about uh, basketball during the month of March. Oh, and I need to tell you guys, I bought SEC basketball tickets. So I'm going to the SEC tournament. Uh, definitely to cheer on the Cats, but I love SEC basketball. It's my favorite basketball to watch. The SEC, say what you want to about the SEC, but it is one of the best college basketball conferences in college basketball. And the ACC, yes, number one, with Duke, Carolina, uh, and Louisville, teams like that, yeah, it's an amazing conference. But you have the SEC, Kentucky, Florida, always two solid teams, and you always got teams like Arkansas, Bama, Vandy, Missouri, Texas A&M sneaking into the uh, tournament. And, you know, sometimes you have good years from Tennessee and LSU uh, So and Georgia. So these teams are all coached by elite college basketball coaches. They all have went after big-name coaches. Some got turned down, but the SEC is trying, and I love it when schools try. Uh, you know, I know Alabama went for Greg Marshall, even offered him $5 million a year, but Greg Marshall turned it down. Now, I think Greg Marshall is waiting out for a huge job like Carolina or Duke because Roy and Coach K are on their last days in their coaching careers. I mean, they're both, you know, in their 70s, and, you know, or Roy Williams is pushing it to be 70. So I think that uh, I think that Greg Marshall is just going to ride the wave out at Wichita. I think he likes being the uh, big fish in a small pond. Uh, so I think he'll ride that out until something huge comes open. Uh, but I look forward to watching SEC basketball going to the SEC tournament. I'll be doing an SEC podcast probably live from St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, so a lot of big things coming up in 2018, uh, covering the SEC live will be a great time. It will be a great boost for the podcast to get some ratings up. People love listening to sports shows. I'm working on a campaign. Um, I'm helping uh, one of my good friends, Dale Hamilton, run for uh, Knott County Circuit Court Clerk. He is running uh, for the May 2018 election. And... Uh, the final days on that uh, have not approached for the last day to register, so I don't know who his opponents are going to be. Uh, he's going to make a great candidate. He has hired me to work on his campaign, so he has hired me as his campaign manager. And as the campaign manager, I will be really working on social media to make this campaign the best. Uh, that's putting him on Facebook, putting him all over the Internet with Facebook ads, and making sure that we utilize social media to push Dale. And Dale is a honest, hardworking, good person. And I would not work on anybody's campaign, probably even give it even a thought to work on somebody's campaign, 
um, and be the campaign manager other than Dale because I so believe he'll do an honest and true job for the county of Knott County, and he'll get things done, and he'll really work for the people and do a good job and make sure things are done right. He's very smart, and I look forward to working on the campaign. Uh, getting started on that uh, now as we speak. I've already created the Facebook page, and we're just ready to uh, to launch, and we're going to launch it. We are going to launch uh, you know, very soon. And I plan on, on election day, which is in May, I plan on doing a live podcast from the headquarters, probably at next Friday, my company. And we're going to be doing his campaign from, or his, the election day party from there. And, uh, probably be doing a podcast, but I would like to be doing a podcast during the results of the election, and hopefully I'll be able to interview Dale, bring him on uh, for a post-victory interview. I'm sure if he loses, he's not going to feel like talking, but uh, I probably won't either. But uh, we might bring him on before and then bring him on again if he wins. But uh, a lot of exciting things happening in 2018. I'm very excited. I'm very excited. Uh, I think that the podcast is going to uh, grow with doing shows like I've talked about. I'm I'm always looking for different ways to do the show, different places that we can go, different places that we can uh, take the show, uh, the different people that we can interview, and putting the show in live situations like a campaign election night or – like the SEC tournament, it always makes for better listening. I, I remember doing the 2016 presidential night election with Donald Trump uh, and Hillary Clinton, and I did that podcast with Zach Hahn, and I believe it was – I want to say it was Jordan Canasser as well. I want to say, but I remember doing that – I remember doing that podcast and it being a lot of fun and getting a lot of listens. But I want to do a lot of that this year. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I always want to thank you for listening to Off the Cuff. I'm Adam Banks. We will see you in another episode of Off the Cuff very, very soon. And everyone enjoy 2018. Stay positive, work hard, and good things will happen.